G'day, everybody. Welcome back to the Better Blokes podcast. I can tell you right now, Andy's just staring at me. I tried so hard not to do a big, lengthy uh, g'day, everybody, just because he asked me very politely not to just before. And this is actually the second attempt at recording this podcast um, because Andy's roughly 24 hours late um, because his girlfriend didn't learn how to swallow, or his fiance didn't learn how to swallow her food. Yeah, um, he choked and died. Um, he had to. He went into full uh, protective uh, fiance mode and and took her to the hospital just to find out that she needs to just work on swallowing her food. Yeah, there was a. She at least she could breathe. That was amazing. Mm. Yeah, she was like, mm. um, there's something stuck in my throat, and she like you could like see it. It was really weird. Went to the doctors. Doctors like, yeah, I can see it. And then <laughs> that was it. That- Realistically, I think this is just what happens when you stop training with me. Yeah. Uh, dangerous things. Um, the only reason I'm not doing the Ironman is because I don't want to train with you anymore. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, welcome for the first time um, to the Better Blokes podcast, where we're just two blokes who are trying to be a little bit better. And a bit less of a shit con. Yeah, and Andy's really struggling at that at the moment. Yeah. Um, if you are new around here, or if you haven't done so yet... Uh, hit all the buttons, the like, the follow, the share, the subscribe, the little notifications bell, chuck us on your Instagram story, everything that you can. And if you haven't done it yet, you are a Weasley coward. Have you been practicing that? Or... That was on the spot. Nice. That was very impressive. I'm joking. I stand in front of a mirror every night. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine walking in, my, my housemate getting home and, and just hearing me talking and being like, what the fuck, walks into the bathroom and I'm just staring at it going... And if you don't do it, you're a fucking girl. <laughs> if you don't do it, you're a fucking girl. It's like, it comes in, it's like, Robbie, are you praying, mate? Are you what the fuck's going yeah. It's like my version of Bloody Mary. <laughs> um, yeah, welcome back, everybody. Um, we're recording this on a Wednesday because Andy has managed to um, convince Kira that they needed to go down to Melbourne to get her ring sized for their upcoming nuptials when in fact he just wanted to go down and watch the AFL season opener between uh, Richmond and the team that's going to lose. Um, sorry, I, you mispronounced the best team in the country. Uh, it's Carlton. Wait, when was the last time Carlton won a premiership? 1995. You didn't even know. <laughs> They have not been good for a while, so let's just nah. eat on the best team in the country. <laughs> yep. Okay. Let's just slow down, Speed Racer. Right. Future, future best team in the country. This the time West Coast, next year, we'll be talking about the reigning premiers, Carlton. Going into the West Coast the Eagles have gone from the bottom to the top to the bottom to the top to the bottom again in the time since the Carlton has lost. Exactly. Won. Unbelievably inconsistent. <laughs> Carlton's consistently shit. Yeah. It's a slow it, burn, but... um. Yeah, to be fair, it did actually hurt me the way that they got eliminated when they lost to uh, the Magpies last year. That did hurt me a little bit. I mean, I was fuming. There's not many teams that I enjoy losing, and Carlton's not one of them. But I can tell you that the West Coast Eagles are, and another team that I enjoy losing is the West Tigers. It's all these West. I just don't like the West. Um, I did enjoy the West Tigers losing on Sunday afternoon to the Knights in a fairly deplorable performance. But we'll move on from that. You don't want to talk about that. How's your week been, Andy? You you kind of snuck it in there, but what's you've got some news. My week's so much better now that I'm not training for a triathlon. <laughs> so I've decided that because of everything that I have gone on, going on outside of training, um, yeah, it's probably not the right time to go and do a half Ironman considering the time it takes and the financial implications that it takes as well. Um, having a wedding at the end of the year 
Not that that's the reason. That's Are you getting married? No. Of course I am. Um, but yeah, not that that's the reason. That's just what I'm telling myself. But yeah, decided that it's not the year. To, it's not the year for it. So we'll put that in the background and we'll, and we'll go again. Mm. All yeah. Right. Well, well, yeah, I have a feeling you're not going to do a triathlon. Might do like a little one. That's what I should have done. Like, oh, yeah, look, in all honesty, like biggest thing that I learned from doing the half Ironman last year is you shouldn't do the third, uh, sorry, the second longest like re- regular effort. Obviously, there's double brutals and stuff like that, but that's not regular. The second longest effort than you can as your first one. You should probably start small, and I didn't do that. Yeah, I think one of the big things that threw me was us doing the 60K run in November. While I wouldn't say I regret it because it was definitely a really cool challenge to do and it was pretty sweet to do it together and it was pretty sweet that was just like... Sorry, did we do it together? Were we doing it at the same time? I don't remember seeing it. For the first 17K, we were together. (laughs) Um, And then there was a a brief meeting at 30K. And then from there, it was... uh, it was well. It was downhill, like metaphorically, but it was uphill from there. All uphill, yeah. Oh fuck, my, that was horrible. My favorite moment of the entire day was when I had to stop to readjust my little like water dehydration situation that was a bit fucking dumb, and you came tearing past, and you just went, "Can't stop, got momentum." You weren't even going that fast. <laughs> no, <but> it, <laughs> Running at like seven minute pace, like I've got too much momentum to stop, yeah. brother. You're, it's going to take less effort to stop than it is to keep going. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think doing that in the middle wasn't, like if we're talking about ideal triathlon prep, wasn't the best because no. that then threw training off for about two months and it was very hard to get back into rhythm and realistically I never got back into the full swing of things. And to be honest, I wouldn't have shown up at my best uh, and fully prepared. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. We'll, we'll put a pin there for now and, and we'll yeah. back it at, at a later date. There's, there's yeah. things to focus on for now. And... Yeah. Well, I mean, getting married this year, that's, I mean, I don't know. It's not quite as big as doing a half Ironman. No, not at all. Somewhat important. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I fully support the decision as your coach and as your colleague. And then I think somewhere I'm your friend as yeah. well. So. Um, yeah. But I mean, Mate. I guess you're feeling like you're enjoying uh, lifting heavy shit and putting it back down again. Mate, I have ridiculous chest arms after yesterday, and it's fantastic. I tell you what, there's probably less chance of people shitting in the gym than there is shitting in the pool. Oh, I don't know about that. On the gym floor? No, not on the gym floor, but the, there is times where you... In the bathroom, yeah. yeah. They do a stinky one, like, but yeah. Oh, they can have I've like forgotten the flush. Fuck you, were, you were in the same water, the same atmosphere as human shit. Yeah. <laughs> like... Um, but yeah, I guess that's just one of the one of the things that you got to do. Definitely looking at the positives. No more pooey pills. Yeah, mm-hmm. that means I can have plenty of beers at the footy tomorrow with absolutely no regrets. No regrets, except for I maybe a bit of a hangover on Friday. Yeah, maybe I'll stay hydrated. It'll be fine. Are you going down with? Are you going to watch with Andy Lee's dad again? <laughs> I don't know. Probably. Are you going to go to him and be like, are you going to shake his hand and he'll be like, I don't know who the fuck you are. I've I've since met his dad again and had beers with his dad and he didn't remember. But I'm not surprised. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things like 
it's like the Ned Brockman thing with me. Like, it's so much head noise about like, what did I just do? And for the other person, the other person doesn't even remember your face. They just go, some dumb cunt shook my hand, and then like, (laughs) out of completely out of their thought process. And then you go back some six months later, and they're like, what? No, (laughs) no idea. Um, I recall. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess Melbourne, Melbourne will be fun for you. Um, you're gonna ask you, me you how said as if I'm like absolutely dragging Kira to the footy, and she just want to go. Kira really enjoys the footy. That's not what she told me. Yeah, well, she does. She was getting proper into it at the end of last year. I don't know who she's going to be more honest with: her former PT or her fiance. Yeah, I don't know, Robbie. That's a that's a tough one. It's a bit touch and go there, mate. So look, I, you know. It's a little bit weird that you think she'd be more honest with you. Yeah. The funny, the funny thing is, people are like, oh, why are you going into Melbourne? Oh, go down to the footy, go down to the footy. Uh, also, we're collecting our wedding rings. We're going down to the footy. <laughs> you know you can post wedding rings. Yeah, but um, how much do you trust those posts? Because I don't trust them that much. Nah, that's a good point. Um, are you going to ask me how my week's been, or are you just... Oh, yeah, sorry. I thought you were going to crack on into the topic we have at hand. But well, how's, I mean, how's your week been, Robbie? Usually the way this works, it happens every time. So I ask you how your week's been and you go off on a tangent and then you just fucking leave it. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. do you don't fucking care about me? Like, How, how about right? next week? How about next week? I'll ask you how your week is first, seeing as you have better, okay. ma- better manners yeah. than I do. Yeah, and then I'm not going to ask you about yours. <laughs> yeah, and I probably won't notice. I'm going to leave you. Gone. You're going to be like me where you're like, is he going to – Is he? Uh, yeah, my week, you know what? Last week was a bit crook, um, as we would have heard on the podcast that came out on Monday. Um, yeah, just, I feel like it's, there's a little something, something going around. Bit of a spike in COVID, not going to lie. It might be like a post Mardi Gras World Pride thing. Um, just a bunch of people from around the world coming into one stop spot and sharing bodily fluids. But I was not, (laughs) (laughs) I was not a part of that. Um, but still was a little bit crook. So just had to kind of like, I was about to say beat that off, <laughs> fight that <laughs> off. <laughs> um, I'm going to clip that. Uh, yeah, had to um, fight that off. But, yeah, had a good fucking good weekend. Just watched so much footy. And I'm just like, I you when you're not – during not footy season, you, you forget just how good it is to be able to get home on a Friday afternoon, just chuck on the Super Rugby, a couple hours later, two screens, get the Rugby Lug on. How many um, people chuck on the Super Rugby, really? Well, I fucking do, and I enjoy it. So You're maybe yeah. one of 50 people in the country that do that. I'm one of 52. Right? Go fuck yourself. No, <laughs> um, no. Yeah, no, uh, and it was good. It was like, all, that's the thing as well. It was like all the foot, like the majority of the footy this season, like, I mean, obviously this season where three rounds in Union, two rounds in League, but a lot of it's been really exciting footy, like good to watch. They've made some rule changes in the rugby union, um, which has really sped the game up. So I'm enjoying that. And, you know, rugby league, like the amount of games that are going to really close margins is is good. Um, was As I said, also fun to watch the West Tigers lose in dramatic circumstances on the weekend. What's the dislike behind the West Tigers? I li- I've grown up in West Tigers territory. So all of my, uh, a lot of my friends, other people around me are big fans of the West Tigers. Um and they like speaking of living i mean obviously Parramatta hasn't won a premiership since the 80s but the tigers won they won an only premiership in 05 and they all still live off it like it's all just like a a living off that i think it's more the fans like to be honest i just there are a lot of really fucking annoying west tigers fans like because obviously leichhardt is just over the hill for me so i've gone to a few games at leichhardt and um 
they first of all they turn on their team so quick. So as soon as the Tigers, like if the Tigers do really, if so, the Tigers are playing really well. They'll be like, yeah, 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 and then they always play. They'll always play shit at some point in a game, and then it just becomes such a real like, horrible, like real nasty like hatred for their own team. But then they also like they they constantly like they beg for penalties all the time. They beg for people to get binned. Like they don't want to see footy. Like it's just I don't like the energy about a lot of the supporters. Not all of them, just a, like I guess the supporting group. Um, and it's funny when they lose because they lose all the time. That segues me into my next question that you didn't I sent you a voice note the other day because me and Kira were trying to figure out why you support Parramatta. Why the fuck do you support Parramatta? Um, because I kind of I kind of supported the Knights for a while when I was younger. Didn't re- like didn't really just like, you know, if you had to pick a team, who do you pick? Oh, the Knights. Um, and then in a this is I mean, I don't really mention this too often now, but got really into Jared Hayne in, in the, of course, the 09 season when he had, honestly, like, it, taking away what he's done since then, the 09 season that Jared Hayne had was ridiculous. It's one of the top three seasons ever. There's Benji 05, there's Hayne 09, and there's Ben Barber 2012. And of those three people, two of them have been charged with um, uh, domestic violence assault. So it seems like there's a, a correlation between having ridiculous footy seasons and being a shit person. Um, yeah, not a good look for the NRL. No, but yeah, so I got behind the eels then, ended up seeing them play live in the semis in the grand final and just started supporting them since then. Um, timed it real well because I think they got like something like three out of the next six wooden spoons after that um, and then started to come good recently. But I feel like we're about to have another downward turn, unfortunately. But that's why I support the Paramount Eels. Yeah, you got you got to have a bit of misery, like you yeah. got to know the lows so that when the highs do come, yeah, you feel it. Yeah, the, the highs come hard. Yeah, <laughs> clip that. <laughs> uh, sweet. Um, well, moving on to the topic for the day, we just got a bit lost into into Robbie's footy choices. Um, yeah, I guess something you want to uh, bring up, which I guess is somewhat pertinent to what I'm doing at the moment, um, which is just kind of like how to manage being in a, a caloric deficit and how to you know manage going through a little bit of a fat loss phase um, when you just want to get shred city. So, um, yeah, Andy, what are your thoughts? How do you manage your caloric deficit? Um, I haven't done like a big kind of like cut in, in a long time. I say in a long time, in about... Fuck, it's actually been about two years. So, yeah, it's been a long time. But I think really just suck it up. Like, just go. you need to go into it knowing that it's not going to be, at certain points, it's not going to be the most fun thing in the world. And going into it with a pre-thought-out, pre-like kind of premeditated plan. Like, know how long you're going to be in a deficit for. Have it planned out. Okay, if things go according to plan this is where the different drops will take place. Let's just say you're doing like a 12-week cut. Say you could break it up like that. You could have a drop at three weeks, then um, at six weeks, another drop, nine weeks, another drop. And you'll have kind of like, you, obviously you'll play it by ear, but they're the plan drops and what they'll be based on how fast the fat loss is, like the rate of fat loss is. So being kind of planned out is definitely the way to go, but also not being so tied into a plan that if things don't go your way, because sometimes you'll go into a deficit, you'll lose a few kilos really, really quickly because it's a brand new state that you've been in, especially if you've gone straight from a surplus into a deficit. You lose weight really, really quickly. 
and then it will stall out. So kind of being patient and knowing that things aren't always going to plan, but to trust the process, stick with the process and just, yeah, just be patient and go from there. And also another good thing is find someone that knows what to do and get them to tell you what to do. Realistically. <laughs> That's super important. Having someone else there is yeah. definitely a help. It's, it's always much harder. Like I've had coaches take me through a deficit and I've coached myself in a deficit and I, it's always, always, always been easier when you have a coach, even just to like, not complain to, but spitball ideas off. We're like, oh, this is how I'm feeling. And mm. you'll know the answers yourself. But because it's you in that situation, you'll almost be, you'll almost have the problem because of yeah. you're in the trenches. You, you, you're in that situation. So rather than trying to figure it out all out yourself, you have that external communication point. So you have someone to talk to. So you're like, oh, I'm feeling like shit, this, this, and that. They can be like, all right, cool, calm down. This is the reason. Like, you know the reasons yourself, but it's always better hearing it from someone else and just having that external kind of contact point. It makes it so much easier. 100%, yeah. Um, And I guess like, yeah, I mean, when people are like, oh, you know, something say something about food. I'm like, oh, I'm actually like in a bit of a deficit at the moment. Um, some like some will be like, oh, what are you shredding for? I'm like, well, nothing in particular. Like, I'm not cutting for a photo shoot. I just, you know, it's this time of year. You come out of the, you know, de- November, December. I think no- that period is a bit even bigger for me as well because I have my birthday in there in November. So that November, December, oh, birthday, oh, friend. birthday friend. Um, November, December, January period tends to be pretty like pretty thick. Um, and yeah, so it's just like come out of that, just want to, um, probably like two kilos above what I usually like to run at. So I was like, let's just, you know, have a trim down, but it wasn't even, it's also about, um, we're trying to, uh, well, I'm trying to manage with the help of my coach, Dave, just manage my gut health a little bit. Cause you know, like it's something that we really don't think that much about, but then you ask people about their digestion, they're like, I'm gassy, I'm bloated, all my poos are liquid, like, and you're like, all right, I, <laughs> I think there's are somewhere. you in the pool the other day? Yeah, no, it was. I was just trying to fuck with you. Um, and it, I think it, like, that's it when you've got that kind of state going on rather than going first thing, oh, I've got to go to a nutritionist, I've got to go to a dietitian and just start removing everything. It's like, all right, well, let's actually kind of like brainstorm where things are going wrong and what's going wrong. So, I mean, like, yeah, I just decided, you know, I just want to trim down, spoke to Dave about it, let's, you know, I had a roughly, like I had a kind of like a time, a plan of a time around it, um, which is, again, like that's a benefit there um, is to have a, an end goal, like an end date. Um, I think uh, it was like the um, 45 hard. Is that what, 72 hard? What's it called? 75 hard. 75 hard. Um, one of its benefits is it has an end date. So you know what when you're going to finish up. So, you know, you're just going to get like – if, if it was just hard, <laughs> like no no number to it, you'd get to like, you know, you might get to 70 days, you might get 72, you might get 74. But because it's got a number, like the amount of days attached to it, it's a lot easier to cross off days to it. So I think having an end period to it definitely helps so you know when things are going to go back. Um, and then kind of like one thing that I've been thinking about a lot, well, one of the things I've been thinking about a lot recently is um, – how I spend my energy, like how I spend my calories. So Dave and I look at macros a lot. So like I do like carb cycling. So I'll eat more carbs and less fat on training days, swap it around the other way on on rest days. But um, also just thinking about like, you know, do you want to go for beers? Do you want to have that ice cream? Do you want to, you know, 
go and have that cafe breakfast, it's like, what am I going to spend the energy? Like if you see energy is like, like a currency or money, it's like, what am I going to spend that energy on today? Like, is it worth getting that muffin when I know I can go home and have protein, yogurt, um, cacao powder, like make this little mousse that I make, bit of peanut butter in it as well. Really nice. Chuck some raspberries and some sugar-free maple syrup on top. That is going to make actually make me feel fuller and feel better than having this muffin. I fucking love muffins, brother, but like it it helps you figure out what you're actually like. You go, oh, I'm trying to do a little bit less. What can I spend my energy on rather than saying getting to the end of the day and being like, oh, fuck, like I'm still hungry and I've, you know, I, I can't eat anything for dinner because I've already eaten too much today. Yeah. I mean, one, one thing that you find um, going into a deficit, especially if you haven't done it before, you haven't done it, like you haven't paid attention to little things like that before, is it will make you so much aware, so much more aware of kind of what's going in your body and what it's doing and what kind of what the functions of the different things you're putting in your body. Like when you, we'll find as coaches quite often, you get people coming in and maybe they say they want to go and lose weight, just more from, uh, they've been overweight for quite a while. So, all right, well, the first thing we need to do is build awareness around what goes in your mouth, like what you're putting in your body. Phrasing. Sorry? Phrasing. More awareness over what goes in your mouth. Yeah. Um, We're on fire today! <laughs> yeah. What it does, it helps build awareness around the food that you're consuming because you can't. it's very hard to make changes when you lack that awareness. Going into a deficit, you then have to be like to make sure that you stay under that that calorie target or to just about hit it. You have to be more aware of the foods you're eating, of the of how much sauce you're using, or of what kind of what, what drinks you're choosing. And um, when you do, if you if and when you do go on a night out while in a deficit, like are you going to go and have a few fucking crafty IPAs, or well, they're they're about two hundred calories each. So maybe, but you could go have a vodka lime soda. If you did want to go out drinking, and it's a hell of a lot less calories. I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but I know it's less. Uh, it's something like it's 90. Like, yeah, it's under 100. It's like 80 or 90. Yeah, yeah. depends on how many limes. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like it's like seltzers, like, you know, your fucking uh, your white claws or your like the Smirnoff ones. Mate, I fucking froth. Like, if I'm boozing, I want a seltzer. Like, like mango, white claws. Because then mate, you get hydrated as well. It's just sparkling water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a great um, this guy called Trevor Lawrence who's a comedian in the US. Um, real, like he does his like his his. I fucking love his content on Instagram. If you don't follow him, I recommend going and follow him. But he has this video of um of uh of like uh, frat boys talking about when they discovered white claws, and he's like, what? He's like, what do you mean uh, the four pack doesn't come with uh, with mango? You're lucky I fuck with dark cherry. It's <laughs> <laughs> so fucking good. Yeah, but yeah, like. Yeah, having that awareness, um, 100%. I had a, a client recently, oh, I'm in a deficit. I'm not even eating as much food as I should be. I mean, that's also alarm one. If you're in a deficit, you should be like, obviously you're going to have days when you go over, days when you go under, but don't try to intentionally go underneath what's being programmed for you. If your coach says that you got your amount is 2,000 calories, for instance, if you're, you go, I'm going to eat 1,600 a day because then I'll lose more weight, like trust your coach, trust the process. You don't want to over, you don't want to try and drop it too fast because you need to be able to maintain it for a long period of time. Now he might go 2000 for, as you said, 2000 for the first three weeks, 1800 for the next three weeks, and then 1600 to like to, to finish it off. But 
um, it's important that you don't try and like jump the gun with it. Um, but yeah, this client was like, um, you know, I'm eating, you know, below what I should be eating, but I'm not losing weight. And I was like, show me, p- take pictures of what you're eating that way. Cause like there's one, there's what you log into my fitness pal and then there's what you actually eat. So I was like, take some pictures of what you're eating. And they kind of had fucking 600 grams, well, maybe not that much, like 200 grams of sour cream on the side of his plate. And I'm like, did you log that in? No. Well, there the fuck it is. Like, it's about five or 600 calories just there. Yeah. And it's like, it's a lot of it's not, it's like it'd be a lot of fat in that as well. And it's not going to help you get into that deficit. I'm telling you that for free. Um, so thinking about like how you log it. Another thing is like, oh, like if you're making a recipe at home, let's say spaghetti bolognese, don't just go on my fitness pal and search spaghetti bolognese and put that in because that's not what you fucking ate. That's just what some macros that someone else has put in. Yeah. Put in your pasta, put in your sauce, put in your meat, put in like, I mean, I typically don't use vegetables, put in vegetables because they're so low in calories anyway, but you know, you could put in vegetables, any oil that you put in, like that's how you figure out how much that you're you're eating rather than just taking something that someone else has put, you know, whatever they make their pasta with and then just chucking that on on top. Yeah, and sometimes when it comes to, like to say, if you are eating out or you're eating something that you don't have the exact thing in my fitness pal, you're always better off overestimating rather than underestimating because if you overestimate, then you'll make sure you, you like you're still in that deficit. Whereas if you underestimate everything, particularly over the span of a day, or a few days, or even a week, if everything's underestimated, then you're probably over, whereas you go vice versa, and you overestimate everything, you'll at least be still coming in in that deficit. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I think something you mentioned there as well is like um, how you you mentioned, uh, you said that overestimate over a week or underestimate over a week. Um, I think like the definition of a deficit is determined by the period of time that you're taking in. So you can be in a deficit in a day, like you could be in deficit on Monday and then be in a surplus for the other six days of the week. Um, and de- I mean, you could still in- end up being in a total deficit or you could end up being, that's what intermittent fasting is, or you could end up in a, um, a in a total surplus. But like you can be in a deficit over a three-month period, as in you lose weight over a three-month period. But like you don't have to be super strict every single day. Um, it, like it could be that some days you go over, some days you go under and it's like just trying to make it as consistent in the direction that you want to go. I mean, any, whatever goal you're aiming for, if you want to put on weight, you just got to be consistently over. If you want to decrease weight consistently under. Yeah. Well, that kind of comes back to what we were saying to start about planning, like planning out and like zooming out and having an overarching plan as to what you're going to do. Because if you're in deficit for 12 to 16 weeks, like that's three or four months out of a year. You don't want to be in a deficit every single day, like you were saying. Like you want to have planned refeeds, so you can one, like so, just to have that psychological break. Two, it'll give you a physiological break as well. Mm, chill that nervous system out. Exactly. And then three, like it just makes it easier. Like it helps break it break it up into different sections. And you're not like, oh, I can't wait until I'm finished this deficit in fucking eight or nine weeks time. It's like, oh, I get a refeed in two weeks. Sweet. Yeah. It makes this this next two weeks a hell of a lot easier knowing that there's a refeed at the end of that like it's just that psychological break it makes a big difference and you can't do that if you don't plan things out at the start because if you're just taking a refeed fucking willy-nilly yeah that's, they'll that's, come a lot more frequently than they should yeah and then like uh, moving on to the next point like when to use a deficit as well like if you're just like oh like 
I I feel like there's been this kind of like idea over the last few years that we should constantly be in a deficit, like an energy deficit. And it's like, you shouldn't actually like, yes, there are times when you want to trim down a little bit, but I think like, you know, six days out of 10, you want to be over a whole year. You want to be like in a fairly normal state of eating, like a fairly maintenance or like not even like nothing to do with tracking, just eating almost intuitively. Um, yeah, like I've had had people like go to go to nutritionists and the nutritionists be like, oh, yeah, you should be in a deficit. And they're like, I'm trying to run a marathon. Like I shouldn't be in a deficit if I'm running a marathon. That's like it's, you're just going in the wrong direction. Um, you want to be fueling yourself to be doing what you do. And if you just like if you're just in a, in a deficit because that's what you think you should do, um, you're probably going to end up just stressing your nervous system as fuck. And then you're going to find yourself plateauing because your body's just not functioning as it should. Whereas if you're like, you know, as you said, planned it out, being a deficit because you're in a bit of a fat loss phase, but understand where a fat loss phase is necessary. I had a, um, a, uh, at a former place of work, a client at that former place of work uh, just posted about uh, going on a big weight loss thing and losing like 7.6 kilos down to 8.3% body fat. They can't wouldn't have weighed eighty kilos to begin with, so I don't know where this seven point six kilos has come from. But I'm like, what? You don't need to be losing weight, mate. You need to be doing the. He always told me I want to put more muscle on. I want to put more muscle on. It's like, well, why are you eating a ridiculously strict diet to drop weight? Like, if you want to put muscle on, you should be eating more food, not cutting a bunch out so you lose all this weight and then end up eight percent body fat. Yeah, I think a big thing that um, helps perpetuate that is. A lot of what you see online, in particular Instagram, is going to be the main Instagram and TikTok now as well. Are the two kind of main channels of what you'll see it, it or where you'll see it. It's all like you see James Smith and every other PT who makes videos. It's all about calorie deficit because who they're talking to are people who want to lose weight right now or in the mm-hmm. next six weeks or in the next twelve weeks or whatever it is. So their content is constantly harping on calorie deficit, calorie deficit, calorie deficit, which if that's all you're seeing, like they're, they're trying to speak to very specific people at a very specific time. But if that's all you're seeing, it does help perpetuate that need and that kind of, that lack of knowledge or lack of information around like, oh, I need to be in a calorie deficit all the time because that's what I see every single PT on Instagram talking about. All they talk about is calorie deficit. So I must need to be in a calorie deficit all the time mm. when in yeah. reality that is not the case. And it's actually highly unadvised yeah definitely i mean the amount of people that will come in and, and be like oh you know like i'm in a deficit blah, blah 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 and it's like well first of all if you're not losing weight you're not a deficit now that could be for a variety of reasons it could be that you're eating too much it could be that you're drinking too much or like alcohol wise it could be that your body's in this super stressed state and so it's not functioning as well as it should and because it's not functioning as well you're not burning enough energy which means you could be eating enough food to be in a deficit or eating little enough food to be in a deficit, providing your body's at full function, but it's not a full function. Therefore you need to eat less food. But in reality, if we get your body to actually functioning properly and getting it to a place where it's actually working, you've got your energy back, you're sleeping well, you're not having to pump 19,000 liters of caffeine into your body every day. That's when you can start to like get into that spot where you can probably actually you end up eating more food but still be dropping body fat if that's your goal that's what you want to do um, yeah. and that comes with the awareness like the circles is very nice but back to 
circles us back to the start very nicely. I butchered my words nah, there. That's what happens when English is your second language. Fuck off, you can't. It circles <laughs> us back very nicely to what we were saying about it makes you more aware of the foods you're choosing to put in your body. Like a Mars, like a Mars bar will have whatever, however many calories it has. Say, say two hundred for this. Um, yeah. For the sake of this example, small Mars bar, two hundred calories. If you want to have two hundred calories worth of vegetables, meat everything like fruit everything like that the volume of that food is going to be a hell of a lot more once you've created that awareness and you have that awareness around those different foods and around like okay this is a lot of like physical food but the like it's not very calorically dense like 100 grams of of broccoli has fuck all calories in it whereas 100 grams of chocolate is going to have a hell of a lot more calories in it and be less actual food as well yeah well i mean um, being smart about it, uh, obviously, um, we've spoken before about Stephen Bartlett and a couple of those guests that he had on talking about how calorie counting doesn't work. But one of the things he said is like, oh, one of you know, one of my friends, he count, he just counts his calories, and you know, he'll be, he'll still eat a Domino's pizza and it doesn't work. And it's like, yeah, don't eat a Domino's pizza if you're going to be in a deficit. One, there's probably a lot more energy in it than you think there is. But two, it's not going to fill you up like there's no fiber or maybe a little bit it's super super processed lots of oils lots of fats um whereas if you like if you want to a trick your brain into thinking it's consuming a lot more food than it is eat lots of unprocessed shit lots of whole foods you think like if you're talking about carbs you want like that brown rice stuff like quinoa like grains if you want um like meats think like the least amount of process that that meat goes through before it enters your stomach the better um you know, nuts like like good uh, uh, fats like nuts, avocados, plenty of vegetable. If you're if you're like I want to decrease weight and you're not pumping yourself full of fruit and vegetables, you are probably going to fail or end up just feeling like you're hungry all the time. Lots of fruit, lots of veggies, bro. Like you could eat like like spinach, tomato, and cucumber. You can eat an entire bowl of that and not even hit a hundred cows. Yeah, because it's not very calorically dense. Like there's fuck all calories in it. It's a lot of like there's a big volume of food, but not a big volume of calories, which is very, very nice for very lovely. To do. How long have you been in the deficit now? Oh, what what's the date today? Fifteenth of March. Um, about a month, maybe. Oh fuck! Yeah. It's longer than I thought. Yeah, down two kilos. Yeah, how are you feeling? Fine. I'm like yesterday. I was like, I felt like completely fine, and went and put my food into my fitness pal and realized I still had another. Um, 50 grams of pro- oh, 40 grams of protein and like 60 70 odd grams of carbs left to eat and i was like fuck yeah so i had yogurt protein and a bagel like like i was still able to fit that food in despite being probably not that hungry as well no i wasn't because you're making the right choices that kind of and then sorry go on. today i went today i went and pulled a pb so like my performance is still there happy days well yeah and the reason your performance is, is there is still there you kind of briefly glossed over it is it's, you've been in deficit for a month, but you've only lost two kilos. And some people that might be like, oh, that's quite slow because you, you could lose more weight faster. No, I've lost seven kilos in seven days before. Yeah, exactly. But how was your performance after doing that? Probably, probably shit. fucking horrible. I was, one of my clients said I looked gaunt. Yeah, that's not, that's not how you want to be looking. No, I didn't, no yeah, not great. No, you want to be looking thick and full. Exactly. But yeah, um, it just speaks a lot to you need to know how quickly the process should be and how quickly you want it to be 
Like, yes, you can go really aggressive, and I've done an aggressive deficit before, like very, very aggressive, and it wasn't fucking fun. No. It was a short-term kind of experiment. Hmm. But, like, half a kilo a week is a, still a substantial, like, that's rate the of right, That's the rate that you should be losing weight at. Yeah. That's half a kilo a week. Yeah, because it's, it's sustainable. You maintain your performance, but still over, like, two kilos in four weeks, you expand that out to 12 weeks or 16 weeks, that's six or eight kilos. Yeah. And that's a substantial percentage of your body weight. You're what? Yeah. 80 kilos? Yeah. So, if, yeah, yeah, if I was to do that for, like, let's, for instance, let's take, like, sort of, like, the average female who's, you know, let's let's say somewhere but somewhere between, like, 70 and 90 kilos. If they're, Let's say that they're, feeling, they're maybe a bit overweight and they're somewhere in that, whatever, I'm just taking these numbers out of the air, please. Anyone listening, don't take this as, as science that this is this means you're overweight. Let's say you're somewhere between 70 and 90 kilos and you want to drop some weight, right? You could lose 10% of your body weight without having to go on an extreme deficit, losing 500 grams a week for three, sorry, six to um, 12 weeks. Yeah. One, one of the best things you can bring into a deficit is going to be patience. Yeah, 100%. I mean, like we, as we said, we've both done fairly extreme deficits in it. We've both lost when we've tried to shred. Like you ate fucking peanut butter and minced meat for breakfast. That's breakfast of champions, mate. I went from five and a half thousand calories to 1500 in the space of three weeks, which I would not recommend. Um, but like you can do it extremely quickly, but it, and, and, but you have to go into it with the mindset that you know it's going to suck. You're doing that because there's a result at the end and you want to do it quickly or you need to do it quickly. If you don't need to do it quickly, if you're just like, Hey, I want to lose a little bit of weight, it's like, well, let's take fucking six months to do it. Like that's going to have you, and you know, we can go up and down a little bit. We can work on your movement. We can get you strong. We can get you fit. Like that's going to give us that time to play around and it gives you more time to fuck up. Yeah, because like, oh, realistically, you're gonna fuck up at some point. If you do it over six months, there's all there's so much more time. Like that fuck up represents such a smaller percentage of that total time. Whereas if you if you're like I have to do it in three weeks, it's like if you fuck up, that's gonna you know fuck up one of those weeks. That's thirty three percent. You fuck up one week in the twenty six that they are in six months. That's no, not even a. That's like not even four percent. Quick math. I thought I thought you're gonna have the percentage ready to go. <laughs> Quick mouth. It's not even four. You're getting the calculator out. Yeah. I'm going to figure that out. Going what back to my breakfast, that, that polycom breakfast of meat and nuts, I just chose peanut butter because it's easier. Not even 4% and it's 3.8%. Fantastic. Fuck, I'm good at maths. Yeah, that meat and nuts breakfast keeps you full for so long, which makes a deficit so much easier. Um, I had a... A person I used to um, work with at my former employer um, who would eat like just mince meat on its own. Um, and one of the girls that also worked there was a vegan. Uh-huh. And, they, and they had, apart from the fact that um, she's actually a very good friend of mine, um, I was still quite close, but, and I don't like the, the other person at all. <laughs> but part of that, I mean, uh, ex- apart from the fact that they had very differing perspectives on what kind of food they should be eating. On top of that, she was like, he was, they just didn't get along. Like their personalities, their values, they just didn't match at all. Um, and then he kept telling her that she needed to eat more collagen. And I was like, mm, I don't know, if you're eating enough protein, it doesn't, you don't really need to just eat collagen. Like you eat protein, your body figures out what it needs to do with it. Um, at least that was my thought, thoughts at the time. Um, but she used to call it his meat cereal. <laughs> Because it looks like Cocoa Pops. Yeah, fair. It does. 
<laughs> it does. No, I was having spices and some flavor in there. Last week I was having uh, because of the because I got home obviously late from from Melbourne. Um, I had I, I, my lunch was just um, mincemeat, rice, and broccolini. So I did the mincemeat with like mint, beef mince with um, garlic paste and then garlic salt and pepper in it. Um, but yeah, it's not my primal. It's not my favorite. <laughs> Today, I was, just before you interrupted Matt and I, we were sitting there talking, and because uh, I was asking about the presentation that he he'd done um, yesterday or the day before, and he was saying how he did, said you don't have to eat just chicken, rice, and broccoli. As I was sitting there eating chicken, rice, and broccoli, you don't have to, but it, it's very it's like it's it's so easy. It requires it's, so little thought. It's so little to put into my fitness pal. All that, like the rice, I'll just make like a big thing of brown rice on a Sunday, and then I'll do all the chicken in the air fryer on the Sunday, and then all the broccoli or I have broccolini or you, you, you call it tender stem broccoli. Tender stem broccoli, yeah. yeah. I just do that in the air fryer uh, whilst I'm eating my dinner. So I cook my dinner in the air fryer every night, and whilst I'm eating my dinner, I just chuck the broccoli broccolini in there, one to two minutes. If it's already hot, one minute. If it's cooled down a little bit, two minutes. And then put that into into a bowl with the rice and the chicken the next and it's good to go the next day. Like so little thought process, so little um so so little chance of fucking up. Yeah. When you do that. Simple whole foods are the way to go for a deficit. Absolutely. The way to go, I mean, just for eating in general. Yeah. For healthy eating, but yeah, particularly yeah. for a deficit. If you're yeah, if you are about to go into a deficit and you're like, oh, what should I eat? My recommendations chicken Salmon, um, and sour then, you know, cream. Yeah, not sour cream. Meat, like any like meats, but just don't get the super fatty stuff. Don't get processed meats. Don't have your ha- don't have ham. Don't have ba- like a client wants to get his blood pressure down. Keeps eating processed meats. They've got lots of salt in them. If you're someone with high blood pressure, don't eat salt. It's not going to help. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like tr- stick to like unprocessed meats. Um. Lots of uh, whole foods like potatoes, sweet potato, those kind of like starchier fibers that are going get, to get, keep you filled up. Uh, little to- uh, side note as well, fun fact. We always, we often will talk about like eating foods that are more satiating. So that means like more fiber, it's going to make you feel more full. So you're going to less likely to need to get hungry and need to eat again. Potato, unprocessed potato. So I'm not talking about fries. I'm talking about potato chips. I'm not talking about crisps. Unprocessed potato has the highest satiety, satiety index. I can't pronounce that fucking word. Satiety index. So if you want to feel full, eat some potatoes. Oh, mate, Shane wasn't too happy when you called him out on that. I, you know what? You know what? Do your fucking research. Because <laughs> second to potato is meat. Yeah, meat. And, and, and when he, protein. But when I said that as well, Mavros turned around and he was like, I've read that, I've read that. <laughs> yeah, because the point he was making is, is that, like, I was majoring in the minors. The fact is that protein is going to make you feel fuller than the average carbs and the average fats. Yeah. I was majoring in the minors that the example he chose for the average carbs was potato. Yeah, which is actually the highest food on the yeah. satiety index. But yeah. Back to what I was saying. Then um, big thing I've been having a lot, like lots of cabbage, lots of carrot, lots of mixed leaf salads, cucumber, avocado, that kind of stuff, that's going to help you feel full and you're going to feel better as well. I guarantee it. Like your gut and your like energy is going to be so, – it's going to be – it's a lot easier to eat in a deficit when you're eating these whole foods than it is if you're eating fucking, oh, just have like a, a one pizza in a day. No, mate, that's dumb. Yeah. Also, if you're just pounding protein bars, 
your shit's not going to feel good. No. Or protein shakes as well, like we spoke about last week. They can run yeah. through you. Look, if you need it in the pill. I still have I, – I just had one before we started here. If you, like, you can still have protein shakes. You can still have protein bars if you need them. If you don't need them, like if you're getting your protein from the, the meals that you're eating, you don't have to have extra or put them in a smoothie. That's what yeah. I like. They should be used supplementally. <laughs> Can you say that again, please? No, because I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> supplementary. <laughs> I tried to put a bit of emphasis on it and it sounded like a proper roadman. Supp- fucking su- <laughs> Sorry, I can't do it. I watched The Gentleman oh, last time. The Gentleman. Oh, what a movie. Yeah. When um, uh, uh, um, Charlie Hunnam's chasing the the kid to get his phone back and they're all like giving him like, oh, the fuck you going to do? What the fuck you going to do? And he goes, I'm sure you're a proper old man, naughty boys. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking dying. (laughs) Oh, my God. Colin Farrell is so good in that movie. Movie recommendation. If you haven't seen it, The Gentleman. Colin Farrell, um, what's his fucking name? Uh, Not... Hugh he's Grant, the, Hugh Grant, yeah, he's so fucking. Yeah, he's fucking brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> he goes. Don't know who what he is. Cantonese, Vietnamese, Pekingese. Get on your fucking knees. Oh, <laughs> uh, so like Guy Ritchie just hits the mark in so oh, many of his films. It's That's fucking brilliant. Can you say that word? The what Guy Ritchie hits the mark in again? Films. Oh my god, you say it too. Yeah. Because it's just obviously it's just an Irish accent thing, but because Colin Farrell he really emphasizes the, the like film. the film. Yeah. yeah, he's like he's like I found my way into the film business. Yeah, Wait, it's, it's, it's with a ph. Films. <laughs> you gotta really, um, I have to really try and say that film, film, film. Um, yeah, great movie. Um, I can't remember how I got on. Oh, I was talking about Road Boys and Charlie Hunnam. You know, this is interesting. This is an interesting story. I'll tell you now, Andy. This is a little bit of a tangent. So I have been compared to Charlie Hunnam in the past. This is 100% true, right? But I'll tell you how it happened and you'll laugh because it is actually pretty funny. I I got roasted in it. So when I went to Europe in 2018, I had a a lot thicker beard. I think that's where a lot of it came from because the beard in that time, the way I had it kind of looked a little bit like Jack's Teller. So a Charlie Hunnam's character in uh, Sons of Anarchy. Um, of course, then I had some blue eyes. I had the, the way my hair was. It all like it, it. You could see that there was a resemblance there. Um, but we're on the we're, we're in Croatia and we're on this bus uh, in Dubrovnik. Dubrovnik, Is, yes. That's the one with the where they film Game of Thrones. Oh, but I don't know where they film Game. I know they do a lot of it in Northern Ireland. It's, it's not split. It's Dubrovnik. Yeah, the with all the red roofs and stuff. I have no fucking clue. Okay, I think it was Dubrovnik. Yeah, it was Dubrovnik. We're on the bus out to this nightclub um, and I'm standing there talking to one of the girls from my boat um, and I just noticed these people are sitting there kind of like looking at me and kind of like smirking and I was like, you are right?" And they're like, yeah, sorry, like we're fine, we're sweet. And so I go back to talk to my friend and I, like they actually started laughing and I turned around and I was like, guys, what the fuck? And they go, sorry, sorry, we just really think you look like this guy and they showed their phone and it's a picture of Charlie Hunnam doing a photo shoot when he was playing Jax Teller in Sons of Anarchy and he was super, super lean. It was like it was some sort of modeling, but he was wearing like jeans and then no shirt, super, super lean, doing the like smoky eyes, like 
these ones, like giving it the big, and I was like, yeah, I'll take that. Being compared to Charlie fucking Hunnam, he's a good looking rooster. I'm, I'm here for it. And then they go, yeah, except you're a lot fatter. <laughs> I'm in a fucking shirt. How <laughs> <laughs> fucking fat I was. That's, that's what we're calling the episode Fat Charlie Hunnam. Fat Charlie Hunnam. You're just a fat Charlie Hunnam. Fat Charlie Hunnam. Yeah. No, I was. So I have been compared to him in the past, but not in a positive line of light. Okay? That's uh, fantastic. That, that definitely cut me deep. <laughs> just also, my mustache grows like him. His yeah, something. it's coming, coming now. You could do a proper, proper handlebar if you want. Like I have in the past. There was, so, a, there was a geezer walking down the road um, in Surrey Hills this morning, like a little short owl fella, like wearing this really tight T-shirt tucked into like these like tan work shorts. But he mm. looks like he has not worked in a long time. He was a fairly weathered individual <laughs> with this massive gray handlebar down to his jawline. Aviators, fucking smoking darts. Yeah, I'm, you know. That's if, and then I was like, "Shit, that's Robbie's dad." (laughs) (laughs) Mate, my dad is almost—he's fitter than I am. Ian goes hard. He doesn't have a moustache, doesn't have facial hair anymore, but and his hairline's not great. But he rides almost three hundred k's a week on his bike. Fat Charlie Hunnam's fit dad. Yeah, for no other yeah (laughs) to call the episode Fat Charlie Hunnam's fit dad for no other reason than he fucking enjoys it. Yeah, fair. When people go, why do you want to do shit like the triathlons and the Ironmans and ultra marathons? I'm like, take one look at my dad. That's why. Yeah. That cunt just, just will keep riding and riding and riding. Yeah, um, well, that's why you're here. Get in. Oh, <laughs> oh there we go. Come the good on. One. That's what we're talking about. Let's clip that and put that on Instagram. Let him see it. Um, ten minute tackle, mate. That's what it's time for. We're at it's at that time of the morning, that time of the month. Uh, a little bit of a ten minute tackle. Our topic for today uh, is using equipment in the gym that you don't actually know how to use. Now, I want to preface this by saying we're not roasting people for not knowing how to use shit in the gym. We're roasting people who don't know how to use shit, but then like act like they do so what are the uh, luke calls it the um confident uneducated i have misunderstood the assignment and i thought we were discussing people misusing stuff in the gym yeah because they're too confident in their misuse yeah fair all right yeah so cool no. i have not missed the assignment people misuse yeah we're on the right yeah so those people who are so who are too conf who are, think they know what they're doing but don't know what they're doing and may endanger, uh, end up endangering other people. But the reason I saw uh, this came up was I saw someone misusing a lifting belt right. yesterday. You can't start. You can't. You got to start the timer, Robbie. That was a pre-timer thing. All right, three, two, one, go. So yes. So yesterday I saw someone in the gym completely misusing a lifting belt. So if you don't know what a lifting belt is, it's a little thing that we chuck on around our waist to help us with our brace. Um, and some people see it as training wheels, but I've heard it described as the opposite of training wheels, thoughts. Yeah, um, if you can't brace without a belt, you, there's no point using the belt. Um, it's not a crutch to, for your shitty shitty breathing mechanics and your shitty brace. Yeah, 
Yeah, if you if your pelvis is is tilting, you're you're not bracing, and if you're not bracing, there's no reason to have a belt on. The amount of people that will wear a belt to do like dumbbell flies, it's like, brother. <laughs> yeah, well, I think a, a big part of that comes from the the misconception that a belt is to protect your back. That's not what it's not what a belt is for. A belt yeah. is to help you brace more efficiently when you already know what to do. Yeah, definitely. So as I said, it's like the opposite of training wheels. Like training wheels is what you use when you don't, you can't properly balance on a bike. When you learn how to balance, you take the training wheels off. The belt, when you learn how to properly brace and have proper breathing mechanics, as you mentioned, then you chuck the belt on to give you more assistance for using it. And that's going to help you be able to lift more and lift better. Yeah. A big thing as well is you'll brace differently with a belt than without a belt. Mm. Is You will brace into the belt to a certain extent, which is if you're kind of bracing outwards, when you're not wearing a belt, it's there's nothing less effective. Like there's yeah, nothing to just... brace against. So you actually have to create that intra-abdominal pressure yourself. Whereas the belt gives you an external kind of tactile feel and something to brace into. Yeah, I was just practicing my brace then. Um, I was wondering what you were doing. I was doing a lot of bracing with Dave today when I was training with him. Yeah, I mean, kind of like it's a, a bit of a, a point that I was making. This is just to flash the fact that I pulled a PB uh, about an hour or two hours ago um is yeah like uh one of the things that like people are like oh you know you can use straps you'll probably get a bigger deadlift one of the things i'm trying to do is get my deadlift to the point where it is the strongest it can be without the use of straps and without the use of a belt because then i'll be able to use that as a baseline and go up from there and in my from my point of view there's no point in me trying to lift 200 without a belt or with a belt if i can't lift 150 without it yeah, that's that right. makes sense. Yeah, but then if you're someone that's like just starting to learning how to deadlift and you're whipping the belt out to do your reps at 100 kilos, it's like it's probably not necessary. And this goes into other things. I mean, people that put like the kid um, who's been training in the gym recently who uh, has been putting on knee sleeves to deadlift. That's not what they're for for squats. No, exactly. So knee sleeves are to help protect your the ligaments in your knees when you're squatting a lot of weight. Because you're putting so much load through it, through your knees at the time. Um, so probably don't use knee sleeves unless you know how to squat and definitely not to deadlift because it doesn't help at all. Yeah. They do um, what we'll do in training a lot with powerlifting is we'll just wear knee sleeves on our shins rather than having to wear long socks so you don't bleed on the bar. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's to protect your shins whilst you're deadlifting. Yeah. It's also, it's, it's manky when people bleed on the bar. It's annoying yeah thanks for pointing that out big dog um, yeah PSA. i'm glad we had fucking sherlock holmes in the house to figure out whether or not it's disgusting when people bleed on a barbell yeah. is it disgusting to shit in the pool as well yeah very much so yes <laughs> stop bringing it up i'm gonna keep oh, bringing it up. i'm gonna keep bringing it up keep bringing it up um but yeah and it's like again like there's nothing wrong with not knowing how to do something. It's when you don't know how to do it, but you continue to press on with not knowing how to do it. You don't ask for help. I guess, you know, it can be intimidating at times, but if you think you know how to do it, you don't know how to do it. That's not fucking dumb. Yeah. Or if you um, fuck, I hate when people purposely misuse equipment. Um, a leg a leg extension or a leg curl is not built to hip thrust. Fuck off. Oh, my God. I hate when people do I'm glad we don't have anyone in the gym anymore that does that. Yeah. yeah. They, they might throw something. The most annoying fucking thing in the world. Because it's just, just 
don't teach your clients to use a piece of equipment for something it's not designed for and is going to be subpar for the yeah kind of application that you're trying to use it for teach them yeah. how to hip thrust properly teach them how to do it properly and then like, i mean that you can always i like i don't think you should be doing that on a leg extension but you can always have backup options in case it's a busy gym and options aren't available like you, it's all right to have backup options but like you shouldn't be going you don't view a backup option as a different like a different option in terms of your exercise so don't be like oh we're going to do it differently we're going to do it on the leg extension but like look everywhere's fucked we got nowhere else to do our hip thrust we're going to do it on the leg extension even then i'm still not a fan of that no. but you get the point it's like exercise yeah don't treat a, a a last last choice option to complete a movement pattern as a like a regression or a progression of an exercise because it's not yeah that's that's a good way of saying it. it's a very it, it's it's a last resort it's not a variation yeah because it's a shit exercise and like don't i mean i understand that people do like variation but ver- varying things for the sake of varying them yeah which involves misusing equipment yeah but like there's having exercise variations like within your programming and then there's just doing stuff because oh i saw it on instagram or oh my client's gonna think this is new and unique and it's gonna make me stand out from the crowd because i can just spin a lot of bullshit words that they don't understand anyway and that i don't really understand so that my clients think I'm the fucking shit. I hate when co- I hate when coaches do that. Fucks me off. There was I don't know if you saw this person today, but they were doing. Um, I've seen people doing it before, and they're like, it's like someone's. They go on the decline bench and they do like a sit up, and then it's like they they get a, a fixed barbell and do like kayaking. Yeah, <laughs> like to go for a paddle. Yeah, that's a. Yeah, I haven't seen that one now. Yeah, was, someone was doing it today, and look. I'm sure it's a, if you do it properly, it's a very good core exercise. I'm sure it's, you know, you're training your body both in sort of like spinal flexion and rotation. You're having to go through a lot of mental gymnastics to kind of slightly justify that. Slightly justify it. Look, yeah, it's a thing. Like, it's unnecessary. If you were, if you kayaked or canoed or if that, like, that was your sport, I'd be like, I can see where there'd be a reason to do it, but. It's still a bit of a stretch to say that it transfers over enough. It doesn't transfer into yeah. anything else. Yeah. And you know what another it, favorite of mine is? What? The um the backwards hack squat. Facing into a hack squat to do a hinge, which doesn't place the amount of load on your hamstrings that you think it does. All it does. One, it puts you in a very compromised position that if you fuck yeah. it up, you're gonna you're really, really hurt back. yourself. You're taking a piece of equipment and using it for something that it's completely not designed for. It's it just why once again, it's, it comes from people on Instagram trying to just be like, Oh, look at this cool new exercise that I've been doing. That's really helped me fucking grow my ass. So it comes from people like that and coaches who want to come across as knowing more than they actually do. Well, yeah. And they don't, they don't have enough, um, enough, confidence in the, their own knowledge and their own skills and their own value that they have to try and do trick shots in order to score a layup. Yeah. Like, and six sports. There's, analogy a line, there. there's a line between kind of getting exercise variations to make an exercise suit your individual client. Like say whatever handle you use, like I'm a big fan of using individual D handles on rows because yeah. every client is built at a different width and moves like their shoulders track very differently. So you can set up an exercise that suits that individual. 
or set up an exercise mm-hmm. so that they can perform a movement that suits them that feels comfortable there's a big mm-hmm. difference between doing that and getting your clients or doing them yourself just doing stupid shit for the sake of doing stupid shit fucks mm-hmm. me off and it fucks me off more when it's when it's paid professionals spouting bollocks to make themselves seem like they know more than they actually do it really fucks me off because it really discounts what we do fucking cunt <laughs> I'm very oh. passionate about this issue, Robbie. Um, yeah, someone feels pretty strongly about what we're talking about right now, and it's not me. Um, another one, while I'm on a roll. Another one, you know, the, the, another the, one using the using the assisted pull-up machine to do glute push-down things. Just fucking step up, step up on a box, do a step. Up. Much most people can't do step ups properly either. They're trying to they do the whole thing by leaning forward. Yeah, and they're like. Their, hip, their hips just on the bottom leg and just fucking... Yeah. Like, yeah, push off the bottom leg, get momentum by leaning forward. Like, they're just... It, they're just... There was... Yeah, they're just not a very well done exercise. I think what it comes down to is, first of all, like, you got to hit the basics right. Like, do the stuff with the training wheels on before you do the stuff that's like the trick shots. Like, Kobe Bryant wasn't shooting threes from outside before he could shoot a two from right underneath the bucket. Um, so it comes from that. And it also just comes from, like, using equipment properly. Like, there's no reason to need to use equipment differently just because you feel like it. Three, exactly. two, one, ten seconds, ten minutes. I'm not sure if it's my rant or just the fact that I'm sitting in my spare room, which doesn't have AC, but I'm fucking sweating. Your, it was definitely your testosterone's gone up and therefore your core body temperature has gone up. Science, bitch. Robbie, do you have a random thought for the week or a shower thought? I do, but you're going to go first. Am I? Right. Um, I've you have one. You wrote it down yesterday. I did. I actually remember it and I don't have to look at my notes. As you can see, uh, no one else will be able to see this. You'd be the only person to see. I've gotten a fresh trim recently. <laughs> and every time I go and get a fresh trim, Malik does my eyebrows. <laughs> And my, this isn't really a shower thought. This is more a piece of advice for every bloke and potentially blokeette. Anyway, get your barber or your hairdresser or do them yourself. Fucking trim your eyebrows. You look so, like. Don't thread them there. No, don't. That fucking hurts. I was threading my eyebrows before and I nearly cried. Yeah, but that's, that's just because you're a soft cunt. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, because my hair was getting quite long because I, because I'm going away um, tomorrow, I was, I, Left it a little bit longer. Than the going out to Melbourne to the footy. Uh, I had to get my wedding rings. Um, yeah, so I was waiting to get my hair cut. So I had a fresh trim for my trip. And Kira didn't go, oh, your hair is getting a bit all over the place. It was like, your eyebrows need a trim. It makes a difference. The women love it. Blokes, trim your eyebrows. You would know that considering you've since you've started getting your eyebrows trimmed, you have always been in a relationship yeah i know but she is a big fan of the trimmed eyebrows i think she's when they're not trimmed she now lets me know about it <laughs> all right well my uh shower thought of the week this is a bit of a like a, um i had two potential ones and then this one popped into my head as i was getting out of the car yesterday how weird is it to be an adult it's very, like it's very fucking strange i'm 26 now right if you go back 20 years i had not a care in the world. I, I didn't own anything. I didn't owe anyone anything. My parents made all my food for me. Um, you just go to school, learn your maths times tables, learn some grammar, maybe a different language, hectic. Now let's go home. Let's run around. Let's play outside. You don't get sore from exercising. 
you don't get your nervous system fried. You just you fall. You just get tired, so you can go to bed. You know, you can fucking run around and bounce off anything, and it doesn't hurt. Now, like twenty years later, I like I'm only twenty six, and I hurt everywhere. Oh, that's all compressed. That's a bit. No, I got out of the car yesterday, and I was like, I fucking own that shit. Like that's mine. I was like, how weird. I pay rent. I have bills. I have responsibility. I have a job. It's too much. You're only figuring this all this out now. Yeah. <laughs> you just woke up the other day like, fuck up, bills to pay, shit. I have to book my own dentist appointments. <laughs> I have to get my car serviced. <laughs> oh, I actually have to get new tires and I want to. I have to make my own dinner. <laughs> You're shopping. It's, uh, it's really funny. That you mentioned the thing about owning stuff because when me and Kira got here three and a half years ago, we literally had a suitcase each. Yeah. And now we have an apartment full of shite. Yeah. I don't know where it all came from. What is nope. it? Yeah, just, you, just, you, it. Just, you just fucking get shit. You just yeah. have it and it's you, you own it and it's yours and you spend money and you're like, you know, I just, you know, I just dropped like yesterday or the other day on Amazon, I bought uh, a new monthly planner, um, some charging cords, a new, a new, um, AUX to, lightning dongle and then a new like bluetooth car player and i was like this fucking drop like 90 bucks you know how much that, that could have bought me the entire canteen when i was in high school primary school i once found five dollars in my jacket pocket when i was in primary school and i was like i've hit the fucking lottery everyone fucking four weeks as well i felt like it you know in um in the first harry potter movie you've seen harry potter right yeah yeah you know in the first harry potter movie when they um there. She goes, anything from the trolley deers? And Ron goes, no, thanks. I'm all set. And he holds up this like manky sandwich. And then Harry goes, we'll take the lot and whips out fucking like a hundred grand in, in wizard money. That's what I feel like. felt like when I had five bucks, I was like, go up to the ca- canteen. I'll take the lot. And they're like, that's why you're fat, Charlie Hunnam. <laughs> Fuck you. I was a skinny kid in, in primary school. I was a skinny kid in primary school. I was, I never had money to go to the canteen. This was like, I'm pretty sure we'd been at like my brother's sport on the weekend and my mum had given me some money to get like a little bacon egg roll and I just stuffed the change in my pocket and forgotten about it and then taken it to school and, and probably bought myself like, I don't know, like a chocolate milk. But I felt like a king of the world. How good's chocolate milk? Fuck yeah. <laughs> and for five minutes, Robbie McDonald was a free man. <laughs> Uh, we have some questions. Do we? Yeah. That's a surprise. <laughs> Speaking of it, because uh, you put up a thing, Kira has some feedback for you. Yeah. Don't start a footy podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, that was the first answer I was going to bring up. I put up a th- Look, I got two picks right, and then I thought, hey, like, should we start a footy podcast? And then Kira and also a man like Curtis, shout out Curds and Way, he replied, no, haha. Yeah, because I mean, I don't know enough about like I know AFL. I don't know. I was We neither of us know enough, and you know the market's saturated right now. But it, you know, there's a lot of people doing a lot better than us. I was trying to make a point. They've been doing it longer. I was trying to make a point that I got. I made two a bunch of predictions, and two of them are. Uh, a little bit more likely than at the start of the season to happen. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of footy, I decided to pick a rugby league team this year. Yeah. And um, in true every every sport that I follow, 
My team is shit. Can we just, before you get into which team you, you picked, first of all, you picked that team. Yep. And then you were giving it out to me on Friday evening because my team, despite starting really well, managed to, in two weeks in a row, finish really horribly and come away with a with a four-point loss. Yep. And you said, you spoke a little bit earlier there, didn't you, cunt? Like, giving it out to me like you were some big, like, into NRL, you get around it, you know how the sport <laughs> works. Um, it's, you know, you live and breathe it and there's a serious rival that re there. I'd had a few beers. Yeah. And then what you 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 picked a team who who did you pick again? Uh, not Queensland Cowboys. The fucking Cowboys that I said we're going to win the win the fucking league. That was my prediction. And then you went, oh, I think they're going to win the league too. <laughs> and then picked them. And then what happened? They yeah, fucking lost. Do you want to know my they thought process though? Fucking lost. Do you want to know what my thought process was there? What was your thought process? Well, I didn't want to pick a Sydney team because I live in Sydney. I yeah, I, I don't know why, but I was like, oh, I couldn't be asked. If I were you, I would have picked the Sharks because you lived in Cronulla and it was where Kira is from. So. Yeah, but I didn't. I can understand. I, I, if I were you, I would have gone for the Dolphins because they're... But I, I did consider that because they're the newest team and I'm the newest fan of the NRL. Yeah. And also, don't you plan to move to the, the Gold Coast? Um, potentially at some point, yeah. I wouldn't pick the Titans because no, they're, they're, they're not shit. They're just perennial underachievers. Everyone wants them to do better, but they just yeah. But Redcliffe is not too far from the Gold Coast. So. Yeah, well, it's been done. Moving to Townsville. Fuck it. <laughs> you will not enjoy Townsville. No. I, it's not me. It's, I don't think Kira will enjoy Townsville. Um, neither of you. You'll be yeah. far too hot. Question number one. Uh, I'm already this, far too hot. Sorry. This is a tough one. Who has a better mullet? Absolutely me. In general or on average? What do you mean on average? Well, like... When mine grows out, it looks grubby, but when mine's proper trim, it's... Yeah, well, see, mine's not proper trimmed at the moment. So, like, right now, I, I think, think both our mullets are in, indicative of who we are. Yeah, ve- like, very different characteristics. Like, I have very straight hair. Straight, like, if dark, you, if calm. Mine, yeah, when my mullet's trimmed, if you, like, look at me front on, you can't... And you can't I see can't that, that you have a mullet, yeah. I just look like I have a normal haircut. Like, Whereas yeah. mine... It's, you know, when it's proper long, it fl- flicks out to the side a little bit. It's curly. It's got a bit of, you know, a bit, looks a little bit messy, but also got a nice charm about it too. Yeah. Two very so, different mullets. Says a lot about me. So I think, I think we both have good, I mean, I prefer mine, but that's a matter of personal preference. Yeah, obviously, than, I obviously prefer mine. Like, it's like, happens. you know, Who's better, Messi or Ronaldo? Does it really matter or do you just have a personal preference? It's Messi, 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 mullet, Messi hair. Robbie's got the better mullet. See what I did there? No. Um, uh, fuck. Uh, what's your preferred uh, powerlifting, squat, bench or deadlift? Bench. Bench? Ooh. Yeah. Well, I was best at it. It was a shit do squat. You, you don't even squat or deadlift anymore, do you? Not at the moment. Not while I was um, triathloning. Not well again. Yeah, but were you doing it beforehand? Yeah. Oh. I don't. Yeah. I don't parallel squat all too often. No. No, no. I don't find it comfortable. I had a back injury for a few years, and I was like, oh, "All the back." Yeah. Oh, squat. Yeah, I like back in my day, I could squat fucking seven hundred kilos. Um, but yeah. <laughs> right, Ronnie Coleman. Yeah, injury. Nah, in, injury kind of reeled me out for the season, and uh, yeah. Could have been pro. Could have been pro. 
I don't like I don't like barbell squat. And if I'm gonna squat, I'll go pendulum or safety bar. Yeah, nice. Big fan of a safety bar squat. Um, I think I'd probably prefer a deadlift. Is that because you pulled a PB today? Well, it's because it's the one I'm best at. Yeah, I'm not good at I'm not good at any of them. I suck at benching. I've only just started to get better at squatting, but deadlift, yeah, yeah. What's and your favorite? The one I'm good at. Both of us are the same. <laughs> Both of us, yeah. Um, and that's all the questions for this week. Very in-depth, hard-hitting questions. Fantastic. Yeah, got deep into it. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm that- so sweaty right now. Yeah, on that bombshell, I think that might be up. <laughs> um, I'm going to go change my t-shirt, not so much. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, for listening, being a part of the Better Blokes community, blokes or blokeettes. Um, if you are a fan, hit that like, that follow, that subscribe, share it on your Instagram story, tell your friends. We didn't even mention the shout-out I got on Bloody Brilliant Beers. Um, go listen to the Darcy and, and Klutz as well, specifically the episode about the big weekend they had on the piss. And, and how Robbie was a small part of it. You know what? You put up that photo of me and be like Robbie's face when he got the shout out. And I was sitting in the exact position that I am now when I was listening to the podcast. And my face was like. Yeah, I know exactly what you're like. That's why. I thought. <laughs> um, but on that bombshell, thank you very much, guys. Don't forget to hit the buttons, like, follow, share, subscribe, notifications, rating, all the stuff. Um, and thank you for joining us. If you've got any questions, shoot them through. Um, and we'll see you next time. See ya.